Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want people in the U.S. to know that the world is much safer than they think. Um, and people are very hospitable. They want, to, they want to meet you more than you want to meet them. They're <laughs> so curious when you go to their town or village or city and they're like, and, and they just have a conversation. It's a cultural exchange. And they're, it's like you're doing them a favor by meeting them. That's what people don't get. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hola. Hey guys. Guess what? I am in Baja. (laughs) I'm specifically in Loreto in Baja California Sur, uh, which is about a quarter of the way up the Baja California Peninsula on the Sea of Cortez side. And this is where I spent a few months over winter um, back in 2016, 2017. And this is the first time that I've been back here since then. Um, It is so interesting to be here because Almost nothing has changed <laughs> in town. Uh, my favorite restaurants are still here. It's very much the same scene as four years ago, which is exciting. You know, it's it's nice to see that the places you love are still still kicking, especially right now, right? Um, but I feel different. I am different. I feel like I've been through at least, I don't know, at least one lifetime since then. So it's really cool to experience feeling so different against a backdrop that looks very much the same to me. It's just nice to realize how far I've come since then and just how much I've seen and experienced and grown. Uh, But you know, that's the beauty of getting to be the lead character of your own story, right? And I think travel does that for a lot of us. So uh, this is also the first time that I have been out of country since COVID started. And it feels like a breath of fresh air. (laughs) I can't even tell you. The world is still turning. People are traveling again. Um, There are plenty of COVID protocols in place and, you know, people are abiding by them. And it feels like collectively we're all just doing our best to keep going. Uh, And the sun is shining. It's like 75 or 80 and sunny every day here. I've been in a few different places since I arrived, and I have a few more to go since I'll be here for a total of a month. But I'm going to save those stories for another day because we have something else to talk about today. Our guest today is Drew Binsky. He's a very successful travel vlogger, and he's big on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all of that. And he's on a mission to get to all 197 countries. He just has a few left. uh, And if all goes to plan, he's going to finish in the next handful of months. So you may have heard of him. He has seen several of his videos go viral because he tends to focus them on places that a lot of people may label as dangerous. I'm doing air quotes. Um, So we're going to talk about why he is drawn to these places and what his mission really is through his travels and 
something I feel that is very important to discuss, which is why we need travel now more than ever. And stick around to the end because I'm going to share a few tips that will make your travel planning easier in this current environment. Um, specifically some websites to keep on speed dial right now as you're making your travel plans, uh, tips for purchasing flights at this time, and a bit about travel insurance. They might feel like reminders to you, but that's okay. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of the, the resources that we do have, okay? So um, again, that's gonna be at the end of this episode. And one more thing before we bring Drew on, you guys. Patagonia 2021 trips are now open for booking. I am so excited to be sharing that with you. You can find them at travelingjackie.com slash trips. There are two itineraries this year. So two different trips uh, in the middle and the end of November. They are already starting to book up. Um, They opened up first to my email list. So there are some people on those trips already. They are opening up as of right now. You're hearing this. They are now open for anybody to book Um, and they will sell out. So if you want to join us, join us. Uh, These trips are the best, you guys. You can find all the details you need at travelingjackie.com slash trips. And I will drop the links to both of the itineraries specifically into the show notes for you guys for easy access. So I am so super excited to be getting back to group trips again. I know that you guys are excited too. And I cannot wait to see some of you down south later this year. We're going to hike a lot. Uh, One of the itineraries has a bunch of biking in it, which I'm super excited about. Um, Kayaking, they both contain kayaking. Uh, We're going to see some big mountains, glaciers, lakes, rivers, fjords. It's Patagonia. I cannot wait. So check those out. They are open now, travelingjackie.com slash trips or find the links in the show notes. All right, that's it for announcements. So let's go ahead and get started with Drew. This episode is sponsored by the Dude Ranchers Association, which you can find at duderanch.org. I'm going to take you back to the campfire now, where in the last episode, we heard about Brad's highlight. And this time, we're going to hear about Heather's. My name is Heather, and I am 30 years old. My highlight was probably at the end of the day-long ride that we did, where we were coming down this really steep hill and you could kind of feel everyone sort of bracing for what that was going to be like. It was very steep. And everyone's horses kind of did different things. And for following each other pretty close behind, watching each horse do something completely different was both hilarious and terrifying. But it was honestly just amazing seeing everyone get to the bottom, however they got there sidewinding, <laughs> full out running, just awkward stepping. But that was, for being nervous riding, that was like the best because we all made it. <laughs> Adventure travel is all about trying new things and making incredible memories. And that is definitely what we were up to that week at the Dude Ranch. So check out duderanch.org if you want to find out what sort of adventures and memories a Dude Ranch may hold for you. And stay tuned for more from my own Dude Ranch adventures. All right, we're just going to jump into it. So I am sitting here with Drew Binsky. Um, and you know what? I've I've actually seen you quite a lot over across the interwebs and Instagram and all of that. But um, we've never connected before this. And so welcome to Jump Podcast. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm um, looking forward to chatting about whatever you want to chat about. Yeah, me too. So the first question that I always like to ask um, 
my travelers that come onto the show is, is where are you in the world right now? I'm in a boring place. I'm in Arizona. <laughs> it's where I'm from. It's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking a break from travels. I did eight months on the road during COVID, which felt like eight years in the terms of like stress and getting COVID tests and stuff. So I had to come no back kidding. and take a break and plan for my last final three countries. Wow. Okay. And we're definitely going to talk about that. So Arizona is sure. where you're from. That's, um, it's, you know what? It's perfect because everybody is at home right now, basically, you know? That's so, true. you know, we're all kind of in the same boat, except for me. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Mexico. Oh, cool. I actually just, um, I just left. So I stayed home for all of COVID, uh, which wow. was a personal choice, but yeah, it was very, very hard. Um, wow, and tough. yeah, I waited until I got vaccinated and then mm-hmm. I left. So I've been in Mexico for just almost a week now. Um, just down in Baja and I'm here for a month. And so Great. Um, that sounds amazing. There's an ocean or it's a sea of Cortez. It's, you can't too, see it, uh, but it's behind it's me. Blown out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that um, you're on the road again. Me too. Honestly, it's it means a lot to me. It means absolutely everything to me to to just be doing this again. And I mean, I brought my this is what I normally do. I have my podcast mm-hmm. in, or my my microphone in tow, and I kind of mm-hmm. just do this from the road. So it feels really, really good. Um, That's great. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah, me too. And actually, one of the things that I want to want to talk to you about today is mm-hmm. why why we need to be traveling now um, more than ever. And but we will get to that because sure. I want to know a little bit more about you at first, um, for for starters, so that mm-hmm. people can kind of know who you are and where they can find you online and what you're doing and like what your mission is. Because I know you just have three final countries. Yeah. You're you on quite a mission. Notes? Um, whatever you want to give us. Okay. So I'm from Arizona, which is where I am right now at the moment in Phoenix. I went to University of Wisconsin just to kind of get out of Arizona because this is all I knew growing up and I wanted cold climate and a change of pace. So I went to Wisconsin, had a great four years, but I studied abroad in Czech Republic in Prague in 2012, which was my junior year, my third year of college. That semester changed everything for me. That was where I first was introduced to new cultures, new experiences. I was 20 years old, but I could, couldn't even legally drink alcohol in my own country. And then I went to Europe and just like went crazy, traveled to 20 countries. Every weekend I was in a different country, made a bunch of new friends. And that was where I like found myself and I felt really comfortable. And so then came back from my senior year, uh, studied economics and entrepreneurship. So my parents and everybody else wanted me to do something in the business world. Um, but I just decided to like break free and keep traveling. So I took a job right after college, teaching English in South Korea. I was there for two years, really immersed myself in Korean culture, learned the language, got a black belt in Taekwondo, like went crazy in like Korean culture and went out and sold. It's a really, really fun place if anyone's never been. It's like the most electric culture in terms of like 24 hour. They say New York is a city that never sleeps, but New York has nothing on soul. It's crazy. So yeah, I had a really good time in Korea. Uh, traveled around Asia those two years, but most importantly, started a travel blog, which was a way for me to document my travels with my friends and family and whoever else wanted to follow. I wrote a lot of like nightlife guides and like things to do in cities because I was like partying and having fun going to music festivals. And then um, when I left Korea in February 2015, which is coming up on just past six years ago, I started, I thought, why not go to every country in the world? I had been to about 50 countries. I was 24 years old. No, I was 23. And um, I heard that the youngest American to visit every country was 30 years old at that time. 
And I was like, I have seven years. Why not go to every country? So I, that's pretty much what I did. I was making minimal income from my blog, let's say like a thousand bucks a month, but it was enough for me to travel and get free hotels and whatever. So I went to India for three months and then I went all around Eastern Europe, just ticking off the countries I had never been to. Then um, I went to Bangkok for a conference, a travel conference. And that's where I met Deanna, um, who is from the Philippines. That's my pug. He just jumped on the couch. Oh, oh hey, buddy. Giving you his butt, not his face. <laughs> um, As they I met, do. Yeah, I met Deanna in Bangkok. And then I went to Manila and we hung out together and we fell in love. Then I came back to visit her. And then we just started traveling together. So we went to like Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, Tonga, Vietnam, Singapore, Pakistan. Then we just kept traveling. And then she bought me a camera because she was like, you should start documenting your travels like on... I was doing Snapchat. It was really big back in 2015, yeah. 2016. And I had a head start on mm -hmm. Snapchat and I was working with brands and stuff. And she was like, you should start making videos that last more than 24 hours. And so I made a video in Vietnam. We moved to Hanoi. So I made a video in Vietnam. It got um, like 100,000 views. And I was like, wow, that's a lot more views than I was getting in all of my blog, period. So then I started making these videos called What Can $10 Get You in Vietnam? What Can $10 Get You in Bangladesh? These are my very first videos. What can $10 get you in Nepal? $10 in Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Russia. And then like my seventh video was, I went to North Korea for four days and I made a video there. And that video got 10 million views overnight, essentially like went really viral on Facebook. And that was a pivotal moment where I was like, okay, I'm only going to do YouTube, uh, videos. I'm not doing Snapchat. I'm not doing blogging. I'm, I'm transitioning into being a video creator. This is in April, 2017. Then... I just started, you know, I was going to every country. So I was obviously finding really cool stories. That's what travel does to you. And so I just kept creating. I, at one point, I was making videos every day for a couple of years. Now I do once a week. But um, yeah, I have, I crossed two, two and a half billion views across platforms and then about eight, eight million followers between YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, TikTok now is popular. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of fun. I, my main goal is to inspire people to travel. I want to, be a resource for them. I want to educate them about the world. And just, uh, it's, it's been a crazy trip. So now I have three countries left, Saudi Arabia, Palau, and Jamaica. So I'm waiting to, for them to open, to go. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, was it Lee at the time? Lee Abamante, yeah. was he? Okay. Yeah, you know Lee? And, yeah, I do. And actually, was it the TBEX conference in Thailand that in 2015? Yeah. I was I also know. there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's really funny. Crazy. Did you see Lee in that conference? Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally hung yeah. out with him. Yeah. I didn't know that you're friends with Lee. So yeah. yeah, he's he's like my best friend. He's coming here next week. We're playing golf oh, together. We, we, Say we hi to him out. for me. I will. We've been to many countries together, maybe like eight countries together. Um, but he just gives me a lot of advice and we're just mm -hmm. good good friends. He's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah. So it was Lee Avamonti who inspired me to go to every country. And it was T-Bex Bangkok where I met Deanna. And we're going to get engaged in like three weeks. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're going to get engaged in three weeks? Is this like yes. hush hush? Are you like... No, well... <laughs> like, isn't, doesn't that normally happen with a well, proposal? <laughs> like, <laughs> she knows this. She had to, she's from the Philippines. So she had to come here and bring everything. And she has to get a green card. So I can't... She has to know that before she came here. Can't yeah. like, tell her. Can't a planned, her a planned yeah. proposal. Yeah. Nice. Pretty planned. Yep. 
Well, that's really cool. I love your story because it's when you started telling that story. I mean, I feel like you were speaking my story out loud because I mine started with study abroad as well. And I was 18 nice. and I couldn't even legally drink in my own country. You know, Amazing. And you kind of go somewhere else and you're just like, I mean, to say that my eyes were open to the world is an understatement. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just attach yourself to this new story and it doesn't let you go. And so you just continue with it. And... And look Absolutely. where it's taking you. It's amazing. So you have three countries left, Jamaica, mm-hmm. Palau, and then Saudi Arabia. So one of the things that you have done, I think more than others, is you spent a lot of time in places that are very off the beaten path. Are really right. like even maybe more on the, I'm doing air quotes here, um, dangerous side. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when you went to North Korea, I know you spent a lot of time in like Pakistan, and mm-hmm. you're like a you're like a voice box for these places. Like you're like mm-hmm. a champion of these places that are a little bit less traveled. Um, and so I want to know if there's anything that, like, why is it that you're drawn to those places? And is it just because you're trying to tick off every country, and you you get there and you're like, oh, this is cool, or are you? Is there more of a purpose right. there for you? Something that you Great see question. in these places. I'm, the, the reason I travel is because I'm curious. I'm, I'm driven through curiosity. I want to know what's happening around the world in every country. So whether it's Norway or, or Iran, I'm just really interested in like what people are wearing, what they believe in, what they're eating, how they pray, what they do outside. Like what do they study? What, what's going on? Like I'm just really interested. So that's number one. Um, but the reason why I'm so drawn to dangerous countries, quote dangerous countries, mm-hmm. is because they just there's so much beauty in, in humanity in those places. Like the people are so amazing and the culture is so interesting and ancient, like in Afghanistan, but the, no one knows about that stuff. They only know about war and, and crazy, like, like, like murders, kidnaps, you know, terrorism, Al Qaeda. Um, it's really depressing. And there's, every time I go to these countries, I'm like, I have these really enriching experiences and I'm like, I really want to share them with people because no one knows about them again. So I've spent, I've been to Afghanistan twice. I spent a total of a month in Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq three times. I just finished a road trip around proper Iraq, like Baghdad and stuff. I haven't posted about it yet. I've spent two and a half weeks in Syria, uh, five days in Libya, five days in South Sudan. I spent three weeks in Venezuela, which I'm currently posting content from Venezuela. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't consider Pakistan or Iran dangerous at all, but I spent three weeks in both countries. Um, And then, yeah, just off the beaten path places in Central Asia, in, in Africa. Um, even small islands in the Pacific. I just want to put them in the spotlight and give them a chance to... Um, I want people around the world to know what's happening in, the, in those countries. I just think it's, it's almost my duty. I'm like a messenger to, to do that. And people thank me all the time. They're like, I'm from Iran. Like, I can't thank you enough for sharing these stories about my country. And I'm not trying to get tied up in politics at all. I just try to share what's happening, what I'm experiencing on the streets meeting people, going in houses, going in restaurants, trying street food, um, going into temples and mosques and churches and meeting with the people and being like, what's going on? Like, how are you doing? So that's, that's kind of been my mission. Um, and I think I'm going to continue. Once I finish 197 countries, I want to keep going back to these countries that I've been mentioning. And it's not that I don't like Spain or France. I will definitely go back to Spain or France. But in terms of like, the stories I want to tell and the ones I'm most interested and passionate about, it's definitely going to be in, in countries that most people have never heard of before mm-hmm. or think of really war zones. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I feel like you are really interested in people. Yeah, definitely. 
And yeah. I want to know, so what is your message? Yeah, I didn't know I was like an anthropologist. I didn't even know what the word anthropology meant until like a couple of years ago. I don't know. I knew it was like a study in, in college. I just never knew what it was. It's really the study of people. And that's like, that's like what I do. It's like, that's what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. Some people, some people are really driven by nature. Do you know Colin O'Brady? You know that guy? Mm-mm. He's like a, he's hiking Mount Everest for the 11th time. He's summited all the mountains. That's like what he does. And I follow him and it's amazing. All of his posts are in nature, in mountains, sleeping in tents, you know, making his own coffee. And that's incredible because that's what he likes to do. <laughs> For me, I just don't like to do... I like to hike, but I just like... It doesn't get me going. Like nature, you know, some people... My aunt is a bird watcher and she's been to like 80 countries to watch birds. Mm-hmm. And like, that's so cool, but that's just, that just doesn't get me going. Um, <laughs> some people travel for... Yeah, for beaches, you know, for... Some people travel for... Even food, like, of course, food is a pivotal part of travel. And it's like one of the best reasons why anyone should travel. But it's when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I travel to go meet people and get inside their houses. I mean, that sounded kind of mean, but usually they invite me into their house or find yeah. a common place and just kind of like talk to them and, and, and connect with them. Connecting with people in faraway places and sharing their story is my mission in one sentence. Connecting with people in faraway places and sharing their stories. Yeah. Because it's the human, it's the human element that really brings everybody together. Correct. Yes. And when you can make their story your story, it it becomes like global. Yeah. Like it becomes more of your world, something you can understand. And that is what eventually like breeds tolerance and acceptance and Correct. makes the world smaller in the way that we need the world to be smaller. Correct. Very true. Also, I've that. noticed that like I do a lot of people stories where I'll do a story on one specific person. And one thing I notice is like talent is everywhere. There's so much talent in this world, but there's very little opportunity. So these people who are really talented, I'm a golfer. So I was in the country of Burundi, which is in East Africa. And I went to the golf course and I played golf there. I, my caddy was like an incredible golfer. Like he could have gotten a full ride scholarship at any American university and would have had a good chance at maybe making the PGA Tour if he had the proper coaches, the proper training, the proper diet, the proper, you know, but he didn't, he doesn't, he's, he doesn't have any money. He works, he, he makes, he makes about $5 a day caddying for golf. And he, I saw where he lives. He lives in a very poor neighborhood and it's very sad because there's so much talent. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, you know, it's, we're very lucky to grow up in the U S is what I'm getting at also. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you what do you wish the people in the U.S. would know about um, the people that you meet? I want people in the U.S. to know that the world is much safer than they think, um, and people are very hospitable. They want to they want to meet you more than you want to meet them. They're so curious when you go to their town or village or city, and they're like, and and they just have a conversation. It's a cultural exchange, and they're it's like you're doing them a favor. By meeting them. That's what people don't get. They're like very timid and shy and scared. And also I get it. Like if you go to Japan, um, it's very a different world and it's really hard to like find someone to meet. So some countries are are more receptive, I think. Like in the Middle East or in North Africa or you know, those these countries, the Arab world is like the most over the top. Like we'll like make sure that you have a, a food and a plate to eat and a, and a bed to sleep in. But um, all over the world, like in South America, people are very, very friendly. In Mexico, some of the most hospitable people in the world. And they will like break their backs just to like accommodate you. People don't realize that. And you, it's a win-win. 
you know, all my friends are from all over the world. So it's pretty cool. I love that. It is very cool too when you when you have that when you hear the the stories that come from the news across the world, you know, it it becomes so much more than news. It's like, oh, I need yeah. to get in touch with so and so, make sure they're okay. You know, like yeah. it becomes it becomes more part of your life and you understand that these are real people and um and then when you travel there, you can go see them again, revisit yeah. them over and over. It is having that global network. It's it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. It's, it's pure addiction at this point. Like it I is. Can't, can't stop. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't traveled in two months now. So I'm like really itching to get back out there. You've been busy. You've been so busy since you started. That's, I mean, yeah. it's pretty much been nonstop. I it's remember you were the hungry partier at the beginning, weren't wow. you? Wow. Yeah. I was. Yeah. That, that was back. Oh my God. That was my first blog. Now I rebranded to. My yeah. name. <laughs> we could say well, that out loud though. That's where you started. That's yeah, okay. Of course, of course. It's just yeah. crazy that like to hear those words. It's just, yeah. I've come a long way from that from then. I remember watching your Snapchat. Um, you had some really cool innovative like ideas on Snapchat back in the day in 2015 yeah. when it was when it was yeah. a thing, pretty much. And um that's I mean, I was I was in, I think, Argentina. I remember watching your after that Thailand. Um, mm-hmm. conference. I remember watching your Snapchat from there and like, you are really talented with video. I'm glad you're doing what you're Thank doing. You. And I'm also glad that you like rebranded and kind of like yeah, stepped of it up. And you know, that's what, that's what you need to do at, yeah. at I mean, we all start somewhere. So, um, yep. so my, so yeah, congrats. Really. I really love what you're doing. You're, you're, um, you're bridging gaps. Like you are an, you're an ambassador basically, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do here is mm-hmm. like bridge these gaps. That's what we want to do. We want to show right. people that, you know, it's not as hard as you think. Um, it's not as scary. It's not as intimidating. It's all an adventure. There's so much reward uh, yes. waiting for you on the other side. And for every person, it's going to look different because of what you were talking about, your interests, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to seek out the things that are interesting yeah. to you and that becomes your adventure. And it's so, it's so, it's so unique to the, to everyone, which is why they Absolutely. all need to go. You know, they can't just listen to us. Like they're going to have a completely different experience than we are. Um, Absolutely. Very well said. Yeah. And so my question, this mm-hmm. is what I really want to talk to you about because sure, I think COVID scared people. I mean, yes, of course it did. Right. But for travel, especially, and now that mm-hmm. I'm out, it's, it's a little bit like my perspective is changing, but I haven't mm-hmm. been out in, it was like over a year, which was... Wow. That's so painful. I don't even want to talk that's about insane. it. I actually don't. It was what did you do for a year? Uh, I cried for a year. Really? <laughs> Uh, I um I really just had to get in my backyard and you know camp and hike and mm-hmm. what for did you say that just, name was? For, for people that are just listening and not watching, that snorting sound is my pug who's on my lap. <laughs> His name so is Dudoy. It's a Filipino word. Dudoy. He's adorable. Yeah. If you guys could just see him, yeah. um, <laughs> he's he's one of the Men in Black pugs, like the little. He's one white of the Men in black. black pugs. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, I was gonna <laughs> Go ask you so. Why do you think that travel is more important now than ever? Travel because is I know you do. So important now. Oh <laughs> yeah. god. So now that I mean I traveled without being vaccinated, but I, I've got about 50 COVID tests to this date. All of them were negative. Um, but I mean, so I guess that's in the past. So we can look, we can talk from now on. Most of the world, I mean, not most, uh, many hundreds of millions of people are already vaccinated and hopefully that turns to billions soon. And so Europe already announced the vaccination passport. I don't know when this is coming out. Um, I don't know when this, when are you launching this podcast? Mm, 
probably within the week. Oh, great. So it's coming out soon. So we can talk mm-hmm. in present. Because if yeah. it came out in like three months, things are oh, no. so different. Nah. Um, it'll be fun to re- look back on this conversation also. Um, Europe just announced not a vaccination passport. They announced if you have a vaccine and you're from the US, you can go in the summer. And some other countries have followed. Thailand just announced, I think in July 1st, um, they're doing it too, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so many countries rely on tourism. That's their primary source of income. Even I lived in the Philippines for a while and they, you know, they export fish and coconuts and they have like some industry, but you go to those islands and it's like all of the jobs are, are tourists, uh, you know, hotels and, you know, tuk-tuk drivers and all these restaurants. So, I mean, tourism is the world's biggest industry. It's like, a, I don't know, it's some trillion dollar industry. Is it $10 trillion? I can't remember the last time I looked it up. It's the biggest industry in the, in the world, tourism and hospitality. And so by not traveling, you are just hurting. So, I mean, people just can't even afford to eat. It's very, like in the US, we're very fortunate. We, we have, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people have money in their savings to prepare for crazy situations like pandemics or hospital bills or unforeseen circumstances. So we are not hurt nearly as bad. Even, I'm going to go as far as saying, even like the, the, the very lower class in the US, you know, if you make $30,000 a year or $20,000 a year, you're still way better off than someone who lives in Fiji and a remote island in Fiji and is just, their whole income is dependent on, on tourists, on people coming in and they're making $0 and now they have to eat. So how are they going to eat? So it's very, very tough. Um, and, and also these other countries don't have governments that can just send them stimulus checks in the mail to help them get by. It's, it's, it's just very, very unfortunate. And so when I traveled, I traveled from... June 1st, 2020 until February, 2021. So that's eight months. And that was like in the heat, in the, in the, in the peak of, of, you know, the pandemic, we're still in the peak of it worldwide. But I went to some places where they were like kissing my feet. And I mean that like, literally they were like, oh my God, thank you for coming here. I was in Turkey um, and Egypt and those countries very much rely on tourism. And even in Egypt, I went to, in, in the pyramids, like, I had the whole pyramids to myself and all the vendors were going nuts. They were like, Oh my God, like we haven't seen a tourist in weeks. Like, thank you so much for coming here. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. So you know, traveling and going to these places is the most important thing that we can do. We can collectively do to help revive economies because that has been the biggest struggle that I've seen. I didn't even go to like, there are countries that rely a hundred percent on tourism. Like Palau is one of my last countries. They don't produce anything. It's a tiny country in the Pacific. And they get hundreds of thousands of tourists a year. And for the last 18 months, they've received zero. There hasn't been a, a flight. They closed the airport. They've had no, they're relying. I don't even think the ships were allowed to go to deliver them food, like canned food and stuff. You know, a lot of the Pacific islands, they eat a lot of canned food because it's, they, they can't grow it. So they just, you know, it, it comes over on boats. And for a while, the docks were all closed. So they were literally forced to eat everything that they could pull off the tree. And that's just so sad. I, I mean, I can talk, talk about this for a while. So. It's definitely our duty to, when you're vaccinated and when you feel safe, to get back on the road and visit, visit places that, um, that, need, that need your tourism dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. And if someone is hesitant because of all the COVID stuff, what would you say to them? Honestly, it's like COVID's never going to go away. So unless you never plan to walk out your front door again, then, and if you get vaccinated and travel. That, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I traveled because it, it's, a, my job and B, I just, I knew that I could try to take precautions and, and make the best of it and do it. And, you know, I did get some heat at the beginning, but then at the end of the day, people were like, well, 
thank you for at least share, sharing a slice of the world that's still happening in 2020. Um, but yeah, once you, you know, once you're vaccinated, just don't be scared. Just get out there. I mean, new precautions, new normals. I don't need to get into the social distancing things, masks on planes. That's going to be obvious for a while, but, um, yeah, I mean, you got to get tested more now. So plan, plan accordingly. Things change. Flights are canceling. All of a sudden you might be somewhere in, um, a country might close or an airport might close. So assume a little bit more risk um, that things could... So keep your plan a little bit open-ended. Like if you're going to go on a trip, I wouldn't plan an itinerary like the moment you arrive to the moment you leave. You have to have breathing room on, on the arrival day, on the next day, and then leaving. Have an extra couple of days because things might change. But it's looking like we're on the, on the upswing. So yeah, definitely get out there if you can. For sure. I agree 100%. I actually believe that it is... It's, it's, I believe it is our civic duty as global citizens to travel and totally. to bring our stories home and to share our dollars across the world and especially this North American market because so many people depend on us. And we are ahead of the game with the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, most people who want oh, one yeah. can get one by now. It's crazy. Like, it's our duty to get out and like start this back up again. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Which is why I'm, I'm here. Very, I'm very impressed. I'm, with the vaccine rollout, I have a lot of friends in India and Pakistan and in uh, Philippines and Malaysia, and they're just it's going getting worse. So mm-hmm. it's very sad. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. can do our part. Yeah, we, we can. can do our part by getting back out there, which is what we want to do. So let's do exactly. It. Yeah, I 100% agree. Love, love the optimism. It. Yay! <laughs> when are you going to your last three countries? Jamaica's open. Um, I'm actually shooting a documentary in my final six countries. And I have like a producer and director and it's like a whole thing. So they've been shadowing me in my final six countries. So we shot in three countries, Ghana, Ecuador, and Venezuela. And now Jamaica's open. Uh, we're just kind of waiting for... We're really... We can go now if we want, but we're just kind of waiting for hopefully things to settle down a little bit in terms of like mask wearing. It's really hard to shoot a documentary when everybody's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It, it almost defeats the purpose. Because you can't see their face, you can't see them smiling, you can't see their warmth, and then also it like really dates the film. Like if everyone's wearing a mask twenty four seven, and you watch this film in five years, it's just gonna. Mm-hmm. So I mean, luckily in in Ghana and in, in Venezuela, like nobody really wore a mask. So in Ecuador, they did. Anyways, we're probably gonna go to Jamaica in July, and then Palau in August, and then Saudi Arabia in September. That's the plan. Okay. And so are you going to be the youngest or did you, did somebody pass no. you? No, my friend Lexi, she finished at okay. 21 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Lee finished at 31. I am mm-hmm. turning 30 in a month. So I'll definitely finish at 30. So I'll beat Lee. But um, I, I'll, be, I'll be maybe like the top 10 youngest to finish. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. But what's cool is that you have, will have been to every country in the world and, and you have so many stories to share. I'm really excited about this documentary. Good for you. Thank um, you. Why don't you share with everybody where they can find you and and when we can look forward to this documentary coming out maybe or anything else you want to share that you're working on? Yeah, I'm I'm taking this period as like a transitional phase because I'm not traveling. So I've, um, I'm working on a book. I have the documentary coming along. I revamped my website. I'm working on these courses. I'm about to drop these like travel hacking courses. And then I hired... A, my team is like 15 people now. So it's a, it's like editors and, <laughs> and you know, a bookkeeper and like a agent and a manager and it's like all these things now that just trying to make my life a little bit easier script writers it's just like people searching for stories people that help responding to comments it's like a whole it's a lot of more things that people realize someone mm-hmm. i just hired another 
assistant who just, I have 25,000 um, emails. So she's now full-time going through all my emails from 2016 until now and organizing them into folders like fan mail. Like, I mean, if it was an important email, I already responded to it like a business opportunity, but she's just kind of making them um, and obviously deleting all the trash. And then we're going to respond one by one to everybody that I haven't responded to because wow. it's, it's gotten a lot. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking this time to grow. The documentary is going to be really exciting. It's about going to every country, what I've learned, a lot of like, you know, people that I've met and, and it's very inspirational and just like, just it captures the whole world in, in one film, which is really exciting, really exciting. And it should be coming out in, hopefully we're going to be finished shooting in September, hopefully in 2022, early 2022. Um, and then I, I'm Drew Binsky on all social media, D-R-E-W-B-A-N-S-K-Y. Um, I love to hear from you guys. If you ever have any questions or you want to message me or you want more pictures of my pug, and just send me a, send me a message and I'll get back to you. You've been sitting here just petting this guy and he's so yeah. cute. I just want to like reach through the screen and he's I bet really him. He's so adorable. Yeah, he's adorable. He just turned two. I bet you miss him a lot when you're gone. I miss him a lot. It's so flew, hard to have a dog. He flew from Manila with Deanna. Oh. So on oh, the he's, plane. he's Filipino. Yeah, he's full Filipino. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, right um, any other questions? It's been a really fun chat. No, I just, unless there's anything else you want to share, anything else you want to say, but this was awesome and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, everyone. Get back out there and travel and um, yeah, hit me up with, with any questions you have. Thanks, Jackie, so much. Thank you so much, Drew. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you again to Drew for taking time to share with us today. You can find and follow him at Drew Binsky. Uh, and Drew, keep going, man. You're doing good things. You're working to bridge the gap between your home culture and what your home culture doesn't know and is all too often afraid to know. And we need people like you. So keep going. You're doing the good work. All right. I promised to share a few tips about the current status of travel and um, some websites for you. And honestly, these tips are more evergreen than anything. They don't specifically have to do with COVID, but they will be especially helpful right now as we get back on our traveling feet. So here we go. Number one, make travel.state.gov your new best friend. That is the website where you can find everything you need to know about border status uh, and regulations, whether they're opening, when they're opening, what you need with COVID. You can research information, COVID information by country. This is going to be more up-to-date than any article written by a third party that you will find, okay? So go straight to the source when you're following border regulations. Uh, and keep in mind, they can and they will change on a daily basis. So always quadruple check up to the point you are getting onto a plane to see what's happening in your destination country. So again, that's that the tra- it's the it's travel.state.gov. It's the Department of State for the U.S. And a little disclaimer here, this is for U.S. citizens and passport holders. So if you are a passport holder of another country, you'll need to find your country's equivalent of the Department of State for this info as it applies directly to you. Um, And then, of course, keep in mind the CDC uh, is 
also the best source for recommended and required immunizations. Um, and that's just in general. That's not specific to COVID. Uh, and that, that always has been, and that is always the easiest place to check for the most digestible information about any kind of vaccines. Um, yes, you can check the WHO, but the CDC is going to be way easier for you to digest the information and understand how it directly applies to you. So keep the CDC uh, in mind. And that is also cdc.gov. Okay. Number two, flights. Even if you use a third-party search engine, like for example, Google Flights or Orbits or something like that, always book your flights directly through the airline. Don't book through a third party, okay? This is so that you can change or cancel directly through the airline without having to go through a third party should the need arise. And trust me when I say you don't want those extra hoops to jump through if you find yourself needing to change a flight. Just go through the airline, okay? And then pay close attention to the airline policies for change fees because it's it's not all the same right now and it's changing on a really quick basis. Pay attention to when you buy those really cheap flights because if you have like basic economy or whatever they call it on different flights, sometimes when you buy the cheapest flight, it's non-refundable and it's non-changeable despite the special changes that are being offered right now. Okay, so basically just read the fine print and know what you're getting into when you purchase, take the time to research and double check and just know exactly what you are purchasing and just always go through the airline because you're not going to be able to get those easy change benefits if you go through a third party, okay? Um, and be aware of what your airline specifically is requiring for re-entry back into the U.S. as well because at the time of publishing this episode, even vaccinated travelers right now, even COVID vaccinated travelers are, are still having to prove a negative COVID test before re-entering into the United States. Uh, that is on travel.state.gov, and it also is on your individual airline websites. And so you should check both of those places before you fly so you understand exactly what you're going to need just to even board your flight because the airlines do um, have their own regulations sometimes. You know, they have different protocol in place. So make sure you understand exactly what your airline is going to require of you. Um, insurance, number three, insurance. Uh, for the ultimate peace of mind, get CFAR insurance, which stands for cancel for any reason. CFAR, cancel for any reason travel insurance. It is more expensive than a regular travel insurance policy. However, uh, several CFAR providers are including COVID now. So you can cancel for any reason, which exists to basically cover any monies spent that you cannot recoup. So do your research get travel insurance. It's it's highly recommended. And I especially recommend that if you're booking trips right now, that you just get that cancel for any reason travel insurance. It is, it is really peace of mind. Okay. I have a post that we, we published a post on the Budget Minded Traveler blog that sums up all of this info and provides more and um, includes all of the links, including the links to the, ex to the exact airline uh, requirements and everything. So I'm going to drop the link to that post in the show notes for you guys for quick reference. I very much recommend that you check it out and even maybe bookmark it because it has all the links you need in one place. And again, you can find it on the budgetmindedtraveler.com under post-pandemic travel or um, just grab it from the show notes and keep that one in mind as you're making your travel plans. You guys, it feels so good to be traveling again. I am... I'm a firm believer that it is our responsibility to get back out into the world and revive the tourism industry as soon as we safely can. So 
as soon as you feel safe to do it, know that I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you to get back out there. I hope to see you out there. And um, don't forget, if you want to come with me to Patagonia this November, December, booking is open and I will be there with welcoming open arms for you. I can't wait. Um, those trips are at travelingjackie.com slash trips or at the links in the show notes. Check those out. I'm so excited to get back out there with you guys. All right, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing more about this Mexico trip with you guys in future episodes. So stay safe, be well. Until next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.